are listening to Dairy Voice, a podcast exclusively for the dairy industry. One of our sponsors of the Dairy Voice podcast is National DHIA. NDHIA ensures information accuracy and represents their members' interests. They are the direct voice for the dairy information industry. To find out more, go to dhia.org. My name is Juan Pinero. I'm an extension dairy specialist for Texas A&M University. I'm also the host of Dairy Voice, and I, it is my personal and professional pleasure to introduce Dr. Robert Hagerwood, extension dairy specialist with New Mexico State University and co-chair of the High Plains Dairy Conference um, that took place on March 1st and 2nd in Amarillo, Texas. So Robert's to tell us a little bit about the conference, how what was the act- attendance? How many people yeah. did, did you have? Yeah, thank you, Juan. Appreciate uh, the opportunity. Yeah, we had a great conference uh, this week. You know, coming out of COVID, not knowing exactly what to expect, and many of the conference that I've seen were, you know, maybe half or two thirds of the uh, uh, attendance they had pre-COVID, and so. Not sure what we were going to encounter when we decided to go ahead and have the conference. We ended up with uh, 420 attending, and that's uh, up probably close to about 75 people attending from 2020 numbers, and that was already up. So we were up in attendance. Uh, We were up, and our sponsorship was up. The number of producers at the conference, uh, dairy producers at the conference was up, and and I think that our number of dairy cows represented at the conference also was up quite a bit. We'll have to look at the numbers a little bit and evaluate it, but uh, uh, we had uh, great attendance from producers in the meetings. Uh, We had some good panels in our program, talked about federal policy and the effect of federal policies on Western dairies. Uh, It was very well received. We had a great panel on uh, beef on dairy, looking at uh, some other technologies, in, including IVF, uh, maybe as, a, as a, a way of implanting embryos, beef embryos into dairy cows on the lower part of our herds, was very well attended. Uh, it's definitely a topic that's on the mind of producers. Talked about robotics and the effects on, on cows and people, ultimately, uh, was very well attended. And a host of other topics, and uh, I think there was a little bit of everything for just about everybody there. When your goal is to help animals reach their full potential, health matters. Diamond V offers a fresh perspective on animal health, a perspective that supports gut health, strengthens immunity, and ultimately enhances performance. For those who choose to invest in keeping healthy animals healthy, feeding Diamond V makes a statement about another dimension of profit, where margins are measured by confidence in your future. To get a fresh perspective, visit diamondv.com because animal health deserves a healthier approach. There was also a panel about anaerobic digester and how to monetize from those projects. Do you, do you think that one had a good reception as well? Was uh, a, Were participants interested in that topic as well? Absolutely. So we spent the better part of the second morning talking about that, that issue of how to get to uh, carbon neutral and uh, had Mark Sturman from uh, Nutrient, CEO of Nutrient, come out and talk to producers about how do you go about, uh, you know, obtaining your CI score? How do you go about, you know, maybe monetizing some of these projects? How do you go about talking to these companies? What are things that you need to think about? And so really helping to build some trust with producers about that process. 
In addition, we had uh, David Claiborne, attorney uh, from Idaho, who has done several of these uh, large projects in Idaho and was able to talk to producers about, you know, what to think about, how, you know, think about before you sign your the bottom line on a 20 year contract and, and what are you signing and what to think about what what are the, the pitfalls and the opportunities that are there, you know, to work with these companies and uh, and I think that some of the producers, especially when it comes to these very large multi-million dollar projects, are somewhat intimidated, and rightfully so. But also to assure producers there is resources out there that they can rely on, that they can go back to, get advice from as they work through this process. Um, and, and what team of experts to bring on board to help look over their shoulders as they move forward. And I, st I think we're starting to see a little bit more of these larger manure management projects now in the Southwest, even on these open lot dairies that are very challenging and are maybe not your, you know, uh, freestall cookie cutter kind of approach to a digester. And uh, we're starting to see a little bit more of that, but we're also starting to see some of these companies that coming out with these projects are starting to understand the open lots better, you know, in terms of what manure is available, what kind of manure, what to expect in terms of uh, the energy that can be obtained out, out of that manure. Very different from freestalls. I think we're getting closer to maybe uh, getting some of those projects done. A lot of producers have this on their mind and we're in, the room, we're in the room listening to that. And that was followed by a conversation about how to monetize carbon credits. Fit right in that topic. Very well attended as well. Producers very interested to hear, how do I do this? Mm -hmm. I mean, how do I actually make money with carbon yeah. credits, right? How do, how do I do this? And so the better part of our second day was uh, spent talking about that. And uh, I believe that producers really were, were very attentive to that. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you very much, Robert. Is there any last comment you would like to make? Yeah, just on the, uh, the so the latter part of the Tuesday afternoon, we had a couple of talks that were very interested in terms of the uh, uh, animal well-being and animal handling. And uh, talking about you know how do how do cows behave if if they were uh, handled differently as calves, and uh, trying to change maybe how we deal with calves and how we handle calves through their upbringing, so that they are not as uh, afraid maybe of humans when they come into the milking parlor. And that was followed by a talk by uh, Michelle Calvo Lorenzo from Elanco uh, uh, on on. Um, a new decision model that we will have fit to transport that they have worked with with the farm program to help train producers and, and employees to make the right decisions on cows. So there was a nice piece there at the end of the conference for animal handling and, and animal well-being. So hopefully we were able to present most of the producers with something they, uh, they liked. So we're looking forward already to 2024 yeah. starting to work on that. Well, thank you very much, Robert. We are very proud. I'm very happy to work with you. Very fortunate to have you in extension as well. Uh, this uh, conference keeps growing and growing. And, and the problem that we have, and perhaps it's a good problem to have, is that we are uh, almost about to outgrow the, the capacity of, of the hotel when we have the conference. But I guess that that is a good problem to have. So, yep. uh, yeah, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to uh, work with you and under your guidance. So with that, Robert, thanks a lot. And I hope you have a nice day. Thanks, Juan. Appreciate it.